Welcome back to Real Presence Live. I was really just taken in yeah, that me too. really beautiful chant, that prayerful chant that we got going on. We uh, are beginning a new segment here at Real Presence Live. It is called Encountering Christ's Real Presence. We're going to be intentionally highlighting the real presence of Jesus Christ in the Eucharist through teaching and personal testimonies. Of course, I'm sure many of you have heard about the recent Pew's uh, research survey uh, that was re- uh, the results were released to the public where it talked about only about 31% of Catholics believe in the church's teaching on the real presence of Jesus, that Jesus is truly present, body, blood, soul, and divinity in the Holy Eucharist, which comes to us every Mass, uh, and there he sits in our tabernacles day in and day out, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And so we here at Real Presence Live are going to begin highlighting this great gift of the Eucharist given to us by Jesus at the Last Supper. Uh, And our first segment begins today, and this morning we're going to be hearing one of those personal testimonies that I mentioned we would be talking about with one of my own parishioners here, Dan Walter. Dan, it's great to have you here with us this morning. Thank you. It's uh, good to be here. Right on. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, thank you again. Uh, I love Jesus and his church, and I'm a would-be disciple. I say would-be because I think our biggest job is in staying out of the way and growing in holiness. I'm a husband of 45 years, three children, five grandchildren. I read a lot about the healing ministry, body, mind, and soul. I'm also passionate about the evangelization of the church, and I like the lakes. In a couple months, I'll be 70, feeling a little daunted about that. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. And you adore Jesus in the Blessed Sacrament here at St. Philip's, huh? Yes. How long have you been doing that? Uh, about two years. And also my wife is uh, able to join me most of the time. Right on. Do you have a, a, a registered slot time in there? Yes, uh, 8 to 9 on Tuesdays, 8 to 9 p.m., which gives me uh, the opportunity to, most of the time to be alone with Jesus and all of heaven. And with that time slot, I'm also uh, privileged to repose Jesus. Yeah, you said most of the time. Does that mean sometimes a pesky priest comes in and prays with you during that time? Sometimes. uh, He's never been pesky. Uh, (laughs) And then, like I say, my wife is along sometimes, and it's, it's, it's fine. It's great. Yeah, of course, of course. All right, so what does it mean? I'm, so so I, you just heard me talk about how Jesus, as Catholic Christians, we teach that Jesus is truly present, body, blood, soul, and divinity in the Holy Eucharist. What does it mean for you, Dan, to be able to adore the Lord and spend this time with him in this way in the Blessed Sacrament? Well, I don't know if I should jump ahead uh, in my thoughts here. Uh, I've never doubted that the host is the body of Christ. Uh, for me, Eucharistic miracles signify, solidify this for me. The Lanciano, Italy miracle in the 700s is the oldest, oldest one I know of. It is, more than, it is one of more than 150 known such miracles. The priest had doubted the real presence, and during the consecration, the host turned to flesh as it is fleshly remains today. And examined in 1971 by a laboratory, was determined to be heart muscle. These continuous miracles go on in our presence all the time, continuously. And of course, the greatest miracle is the consecration of the bread of, of the bread and wine at Mass, becoming Jesus. 
Yeah, so that's, that's powerful. It's great that you've never doubted that. That's, that's a great gift. In fact, uh, uh, many people experience doubt, or, or maybe not doubt, but at least they question, right? So they struggle with it. And it's just like, how could this possibly be true? Uh, and so it's a great gift, of course, for a person when they encounter Jesus in the Eucharist or when they hear the teaching on it uh, to not doubt. That's a great gift. Thank you. Uh, um, do you... Do you do you have a particular prayer that you pray when you're when you're with Jesus in the Blessed Sacrament, or any sort of uh, consistency in that, or is it just simply being with Jesus? Or, or talk talk about that. Well, I, uh, I I mentioned to the Lord that I look forward to spending eternity with Him, and uh, but back here I have a hard time spending a minute without distraction. <laughs> And uh, that is a rather constant. Also, also I uh, pray that I would, we would greater know his love. Not everybody knows love. And his love is beyond our human comprehension. And I pray that by God's grace that that can be broadened uh, as a gift of God, the knowledge of God's love for us. That was beautiful. Thank you, everyone, for listening in and tuning in to Real Presence Live. My name is Father Brian Cuiava, and I'm co-hosting this morning with Deacon Dan Goshi from the Diocese of Duluth. And we are here this morning, right now, with Dan Walter, a parishioner here at St. Philip's in Bemidji, talking about the real presence of Jesus in the Eucharist. Dan is sharing with us uh, some of his experiences of praying with Jesus through Eucharistic adoration that happens here at St. Philip's. So, Dan, what... What, what what could you say about how Eucharistic adoration has changed or enhanced your, your faith life, uh, how you've really lived out your faith as a Catholic Christian? Well, encountering Jesus physically, tangibly, for me, in doing it, I just can't go away without it changing me. And uh, that is a grace of God, Everything is grace of God, and I appreciate that, and I tell the Lord that. I think uh, it is food for the journey, as uh, breathing and eating is necessary for the body, so prayer is necessary for the soul, just as necessary for the, for the health of the soul toward in, in, uh, in God's light. Hmm. Right on. Yeah, light for the soul. That's that's a beautiful thing, right? So this is, Jesus is the light of the world, and then when we're baptized, he says, now you are the light of the world. Uh, we live in a world, though, where it's easy to have our light be clouded, right? Through our selfishness, through our sin, oh, yes. through distractions. You know, oh, sometimes yes. things that aren't even sinful, but they're just simple distractions. Mm -hmm. uh, and so to return to the source of light, right? As you say, light for the soul, where I go to Jesus and... I might, while I'm there, I might not even walk away having that tangible sense of seeing things more clearly. But at the same time, I trust that behind the scenes, in the background, Jesus is cleansing me of any corruption, any strayed thoughts that I may have, uh, and giving me the ability to see as he sees uh, in the world. Would you say you've experienced some of that in yes. your time of prayer? Yes, I think so. Yes, I think so. That's great. Do you ever dance... So we're talking about exposition of the Blessed Sacrament, where we take Jesus in the Luna and we put him in a monstrance so that people can adore uh, the Blessed Sacrament. Do you ever go into the chapel when we don't have that, but, but at the same time, Jesus is still present in the tabernacle? 
Yes, I do. So would you, like, let's say a person is listening and they say, you know what, my parish doesn't have adoration. We don't have exposition all that often. Um, or maybe we don't even have it at all. How would you encourage a person, even just like if they're able and if the church is open, how would you encourage them just to even go and spend time with Jesus in the Blessed Sacrament in the tabernacle? I don't know what exposition is. I, I think of it as a greater level of intimacy. But Jesus is still there uh, fully, tangibly. And we can go in and experience that. And I know when I do hospital ministry, I'll stop and have a visit with with Jesus for a while, even though I take him along. That is a special, uh, as I drive to the hospital, mm. that is a very special ex- privilege. Yeah, right on, carrying Jesus, carrying the Lord with you uh, yes. to these hospital patients that you go and visit. Yes. Uh, great gift. You get to uh, uh, relive Mary's role as she carried Jesus yeah. know, to the world as well mm-hmm. in, that, in that way. Yeah, right. I love that that line. Greater level of intimacy. Yeah, it's a beautiful. That one. was. Mm-hmm. I, I agree. I think that's a great insight there for sure. Is there anything you'd like to add, Dad? Dan, anything anything that that pops into your mind these last few seconds that we're with each other? Well, uh, I had a couple of scriptures. I'm not going to get to them. Uh, the one is uh, Exodus two, and burn, Moses approaches the burning bush, and the Lord tells him to remove his sandals from his feet because this is holy ground. And I want to say that. The Adoration Chapel is equally holy. At the dedication of the chapel, at the dedication of the uh, temple, uh, the glory cloud was so thick that the priests couldn't go in and minister. I want to say the the Adoration Chapel is equally holy. And here at St. Philip's, our doors notes tell us that we can uh, lie prostrate. We are on holy ground. Right on, brother. That is where where the Lord is present is holy ground indeed. Uh, and so for our listening audience to continue, uh, or if you haven't actually begun to begin spending time with Jesus in the Blessed Sacrament, it's such a great gift that we have as Catholic Christians. 